Yo, here we go One, for the two. very first the inaugural wow. We Tell Stories. Yeah, man. Podcast. We in this thing. With the Sean C. Johnson. Listen, it's not the Breakfast Club. It's not Morning Time with Sway <laughs> on XM series. But the energy is in the building, yes, right? Sir. Thank you so much for joining us here today, man. Thank you, man. I feel this like awesome, man. over the this years, really awesome. you, my friend, have been a part of a lot of first. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. uh dealing with Hetty. You know, Hetty yeah. will Smart bring guy. people in. And he will be like, yo, I got an idea. You want oh, yeah, to be a part of you it. In you know quick, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. quick. Call quick. in favors and everything. Yeah. You know, he'll pay you with peanuts and hugs, but, you know, he'll bring you in. So well, we love him. He's a good guy. We do. We do. We and, do. and why else will we be in Guthrie America Studios Facts. Uh, other than yeah. Hetty? He's the only reason I come to Guthrie. Right. I, I don't come here for the barbecue. <laughs> I don't come here for red brick nights. I good don't people. Come here good people out here. For church, I don't nothing. come. I pass through Guthrie That's on the way it. to Stillwater, yes. to Kansas. In fact, I will spend more time in Topeka than Guthrie, than Guthrie if Hetty wasn't here. Hetty is the mayor. He's the unofficial mayor. Unofficial of mayor. He's, He's unofficial. A, mayor. I, think, I think cities have vice mayors. That would be Hetty. Hetty, would you be a vice mayor? Yes, you would. <laughs> if, 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 if a city had an ambassador, yeah. Hetty would be the ambassador. Oh, for sure. He's the he's he's the yeah. picture perfect. Yeah. It's a lot of people that when they think Guthrie, they think Hetty. Anyhow, yeah, man. Uh, we can gas him up the whole time. But we're here to talk about you, sir. Yes, sir. So I need you to tell the people, when you hear we tell stories, what are some of the first memories you think of? Um, Java Days. Ooh, Java Days. It's the first thing that Tell people up. what Java Days is. Java Days was a coffee shop where we first, I believe it was the first place that we hosted. It was not the first. It was not the first. It okay. The first. It was one of the first. It was, yes. it was the longest running place that it we was. were at. It was. And it became synonymous with We, we tell, tell Stories. stories. Like when people bring up Java Days, oh, this is what y'all have. Mm -hmm. We tell stories. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's the first thing that comes up. Um, outside of that community comes up um training ground mm. it was a training ground for me yeah i feel like everything that i'm doing now mm -hmm. started at we tell stories yeah like it like from music to film to like putting on events mm -hmm. like all that started when i was at we tell Stories. now when you think about like starting i know uh you've been a part of a lot of first yeah right and i mean when you think about first album yeah when you think about like first community events yeah. first performances like a yeah. lot of firsts why was we tell stories such a safe place to explore first opportunities so i think the audience i think what hetty created there was people being receptive to people stepping outside of their comfort zone mm -hmm. and trying something for the first time. Yeah. I think because everybody there was not professionals. Like I think Oh, it was definitely like, not. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not. It was <laughs> there was an understanding that hey, like listen, I'm sharing my gift with you guys. Yeah. Like this is a safe place for me to do that. Mm -hmm. Like I need y'all to receive this. And of course like constructive criticism was there, but yeah. like I think people felt comfortable. Hetty created an environment that was just comfortable yeah. for people to step outside of their comfort zone. Definitely. Like, and when yeah. you think about first, it's not just like first musicians. Mm -hmm. uh, we have first poets. Yeah. Right? People we had, started their careers. Their whole careers <laughs> there, right? We talking and about we like stories, uh, yeah. first business owners. Yes. Right? I remember uh, selling like cheesecakes, people selling yeah. cheesecakes out the back. Uh, people with T-shirt designs, yeah. people with books. Yeah, uh, we had people that were uh, not not only like vocalist musicians, yeah. but like people that play. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, there is a long history, a long line of. First. It just, I mean, when you create uh, an event like Hetty did, it was once a month. Mm -hmm. um, it brought out a certain demographic. It yeah. brought out a certain um, uh, people like that love art, and it was yeah. just like, it was just the perfect place to be like, okay, it was a built-in audience. It was a consistent audience. Yeah. I was able to go there and like hone my craft and mm -hmm. like build up a following. Like I tell people all the time, like that's why I started because like people would see me there, yeah. invite me somewhere else, see me there, invite me somewhere else. And, like and it just steamrolled from there. But it, the connecting point was always we tell stories and yeah. like a lot of people I started out with like clothing companies, mm -hmm. um, people who were poets. Like we all started there. Yeah, like, and it's just amazing to look back and see like. The people who stuck with it, like that consistency, like they're still doing, and they're very good at their craft. Like, yeah. In the city, like these are the people who are leading the charge now in the city. Like all of them, you can point. It's like the six degrees, like yeah. of we tell stories. It's like, like three. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's shorter. It's than, shorter than that. Yeah. Like facts. Like it's shorter than that. But like everything connects back to that community. Mm-hmm. Like the people with the talent was here. We just needed a space to congregate and kind of like build and and iron sharpen iron. Like it was type of that type of environment. It was like a it was a battling ground. It was a breeding ground. Like we were able to kind of like see what that person was doing. Like I think the peak of We Tell Stories was Cam set. Mm-hmm. When Cam came, like that night, the energy that was in that yeah. place, like it was just yeah, man, it was it was phenomenal. But yeah. like seeing that, like it motivated other artists, like to step, like getting a a um a premiere spot at We Tell Stories, like a getting your face on the fire, like okay, I'm huge. a featured artist, huge was huge. Yeah, like it was a thing, like being a featured artist. So it's just like seeing that for other artists was like, all right, that's that's a benchmark. Like mm-hmm. okay, I've made it to a certain place here in the city in the scene. If I have a featured spot. And we tell stories. And so. we know that there are lots of other people that try to replicate the model. Yeah. Uh, there are people that are trying and failing. Yeah. There are people that are trying and succeeding in some yeah. capacity. Yeah. But uh, you can't go back over the last 20 years and find something that has been more successful than we tell stories. Like, it's, I think it was, um, it was a special place in time. Like, every, it was a perfect storm. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us were, we were young, we weren't married, or we were young and married. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just had a lot, there was a lot of time and opportunity that we had to give to that, yeah. um, to that scene. And you can't duplicate that. Like, you can't circle back and try to say, all right, we're going to try to redo it. It was just, it was a magic moment. For it me, was. like, it was magic for me. Like, it was just, but... Yeah, you, it's hard to duplicate stuff like that. Like. I think about, like, um, uh, have you seen The Last Dance with Michael Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. were talking about, uh, and you could go back. I mean, for those of you, uh, the listeners out there that are yeah. interested in history and, and Bible, you could go back and talk about uh, the perfect storm of uh, the, the Roman Empire yeah. and the roads and how yeah. when Christianity was being developed, like the roads that carried it. Like yeah. it was a perfect storm. Yeah. And when Michael Jordan was coming along, he was talking about this perfect storm of yeah. media and uh, this transition of basketball yeah. and like how if he had come previously, then the world would have known about him. And if he yeah, come man. later, then he would have just been. It's he, like, it's it's the right it's time. Window. Like YouTube was just starting out yeah. uh, or was just picking up. Like I started, fi- we started filming. Like, so we were able to have that aspect of it where it wasn't just localized. Like other people in the other cities yeah. were able to see what we were doing. It's like. Oh, we want to be a part of that. Like, yeah. We want to bring us down. Like, we started bringing in poets from Dallas. Yeah, like, Houston. Houston. Like, we were bringing in artists from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Like, but a lot of that happened because, like, social media was starting to pick up. We were able to promote it. We yeah. were able to share what was happening in our city. Where if we were five or ten years earlier, like, wow. it would have just been localized. Yeah. And I, it would have had an impact here in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually it may have spread out to other areas, but I think because we came, it happened at the time that it happened, we were able to kind of jump on the bandwagon of the social media age and push it forward, man. It was, yeah, it was, like I said, a perfect storm. I was hanging out with a guy yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a a former NFL athlete and he's uh, getting into speaking and writing books. And uh, we met uh, during an event and he was like, yo man, like I really enjoy your energy. Where can I find some more stuff about you? And I was like, man, you know, I don't have a lot of stuff out there. He was like, well, I guess I'll just like Google you. And I was like, good luck. (laughs) I ain't ain't never said Google me. Like I'm not even at that that level. Like some people say Google me and it's legit. You don't have Website? But I do, but like okay. you're not gonna find a lot there. It's more okay. of a landing page, right? Fair. Like the way I get most of my business is people see me at an event and they're like, "Hey, we want you to come out and do a thing," yeah. right? I think yeah. that's the best way to oh, yeah. develop oh. relationships. Pers- oh yeah, for sure. But this dude goes uh, on um, online yeah. and he sends me. This is this week. He sends me this clip and it was like, "Yo, is this you?" Wow. I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "What's we tell stories?" Wow. And it was me emceeing. Yeah. Right, doing yeah. poetry, like bringing people up. It was hey, probably on stories. my YouTube page. It was probably from was it my. Yours? It was probably from my YouTube page. I don't even know what it is, but I have all the clips still. Oh my god! Some of them are live. Some of them I, I kind of put private, but like yeah. for the most part, it's still there. If so you he found it. it, and he was yeah. like, "Yo, bro, like this is good stuff." Yeah, and I was like, "That's like young, Derek." Yeah, you know, speaking of first, that was a, how I got into MCN. Seriously? Yeah, I had not MCN the event until Hetty. I did stories. not know that. I was sitting there chilling. Everybody got a heady story. You know, everybody oh, got a heady story. Heady Hedy creates stories, right? He's literally a story creator. Like, he's going to make <laughs> a story happen, right? Fact. So I'm sitting there and I'm chilling, right? And he comes over. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to mind my business. I'm new to the city. Wait, right? y'all didn't know each other? I didn't know Hedy. I didn't know. I met Hedy and we tell stories. Are you serious? I, that's where I met him. 
I heard about this. <laughs> had a relationship. No, no. I met. I was sitting, minding my business, <laughs> hanging out. Hedy come over there, talking what? about, hey man, what's up? How you doing? My name is my name is Hedy. What you doing here today? I was like, yo, I yeah. just heard about the event. And he was like, do you do poetry? And I was like, yeah, I kind of do poetry. He was wow. like, um, he was like, you gonna do something tonight? And I was like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So I, I, kept, I came back and then I signed up and I did poetry. And uh, he was yeah. like, yo, man, like, you ever thought about MC and like, you got good energy? And I was like, man, I ain't never even seen nothing. He was like, just give it a shot. And it was history. Okay, so what in that give it a shot made you, what convinced you yeah. to do it? Like, yeah, so yeah. I, I, have, I have this thing about like, um, uh, I have a lot of ideas. Okay. And I think they're pretty good ideas, but normally it takes somebody to be like, yo, bro, that's a good idea. Okay. Right. That so it's like, yeah, that okay. affirmation. And I've learned to be yeah. uh, more of a self starter now. Yeah. But then I only did things that I knew I was good at or other people said I was good at. Okay. Right. Which is kind of dangerous. If you're Can waiting, be. if you're waiting you're for waiting, people to tell never, you that you're good, you'll never start. You'll ne <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> or you'll start too late. So yeah. I'm sitting there and, uh, and he's like, yo, bro, you should try this. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And he was like, just give it a shot. Just give it a shot. And so yeah, I got yeah. up there and it hit. Yeah, and, no, hit, and, it. The, and here's the yeah. thing, you know, along the way, of course, you mess up and you, you know, For do sure. a lot of different things. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just the the concept of somebody who didn't even know me yeah. to see something that shine bright enough for him to be yeah. like, yo, I don't really know you, know you, but yeah. I know that he spoke to what we're what he saw in you. Yeah, like, and, and he built that up. Yeah, and, and the good thing about it is, like, I think that when you partner with, with people mm. and the relationships are good and they're fruitful, yeah. then it puts people in places where they shine the best. Right. Yeah. Haiti at that particular time, he was in front of people and he was on the mic yeah. because he had to. Yeah. But that's not where he wanted to be. For sure. Haiti wanted to be shaking no, Hedy, hands Hedy at will, the door. You know what I'm saying? That's where he wanted to shine. Yeah. yeah. He would delegate something in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. <laughs> like, Especially if it's not his forte, right? For sure, yeah. And so you think about we tell stories and it's like Haiti is just naturally meeting people. Mm -hmm. And by naturally meeting people, he just has this this knack. Mm -hmm. Of like making people smile, yeah. asking enough questions to figure out what you want to do and what you're yeah. good at, and then either connecting you or putting you in that place. Yeah. To like that is. I feel like that's his gift. That's his story. Best gift. Yeah. When we talk about we telling stories, yeah, that's the story that we're gonna tell. The when dots like, that connected. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh my goodness. Like I mean, you're a part of that. You're yeah. a part of that story. I'm a part of that story. Um, PJ, like. There's so many people who got their yes. start at We Tell at Stories. We tell stories. And like I said, that three degrees of separation, it all connects, especially here in Oklahoma City. I don't yeah. think you can tell the story of this of the culture here in Oklahoma City mm -hmm. without mentioning We Tell Stories. Yeah. I feel like it was that big a part of the culture here. So why don't people why why are we not telling the story of We Tell Stories more often? Because here's the thing. I mean, before yeah. you before you answer, yeah. like uh Haiti did a really good job about uh, he didn't have to carry the story. Yeah. Derek carried the story. Yeah. Sean carried the story. MOL yeah. and Rob Clay and Les yeah. carried it. Kendall S. Turner, Rose yeah. Turner carried the story, right? Yeah, like Sean Ali Sean carried the story, man. right? Yeah. It's like it, it, all he had to do was provide a venue, create a yeah. safe space, and we told the story. Yeah. We t you know what I'm saying? We told <laughs> no, that's the, good. What, yeah. Why is that mad? What's the magic in that? I think everybody. So. I started doing film here recently, and I think studying film, you realize, like, I think there's something innate in everybody who wants to make sense of their lives, and we make it a story. Like, mm. you think about all you, when you tell your 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 life, like your bio, like it's essentially a story. Right. Like in your mind, you make it a story. So I think for us, like, there's something innate in just humans. Like we want to be a part of a story. Like yeah. we have this. I don't know. It's just there's a magic there. Like, and it's just. I, it's hard to explain that. That's a really good question. Yeah. It's a really good question, but I think innate in humans, like, there's just, we want to be, to make a story of something. Like, yeah. And I think to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th and I think even if we don't create the story, yeah. we can be carriers of the For story, sure. right? It's like, yeah. if you ever think about um, a restaurant that you try, uh, that you heard someone else tell you yeah. it's a good restaurant, it's like, yeah. they described it so well that I'm going to go try it, yeah. right? Um, and that's a city that you visit, it's a shoe that you buy, mm -hmm. it's a movie that you watch, it's a song that you listen to, yeah. right? It's a restaurant that you support. Like I mean, for, think about it with music. Like, you want to be the person that puts a person on to an artist. Yeah. Like, you want to be the person that shares this part. Like, I think that it, it taps into us wanting to be a part, attached to something. Mm -hmm. Like, I think 
that community. Like it's it it all circles back to that. Like we were a part of that and we were building something mm-hmm. and it resonated with everybody. It was just like, all right, I want to be a part of this. Like people wanted to be a part yeah. of We Tell Stories because yeah. it was just bigger than us. Yeah. I feel like that. No, it was definitely. bigger than us. Yeah. And and they didn't even have to be on stage to be a part of the story. Didn't. They were just they were people who were regular regulars yeah. that became essential to that culture. Like it was like where were you at? Like, we miss you being there. Where like, was you at? Where yes. was you at? <laughs> yeah. Like, you were a part of that. Like, it, it was a community. Like, you got um, notoriety. Like, it became a part of your social currency to be a- attached yeah. to We Tell Stories. Yeah, being yeah. at the place. Yeah, being at the place. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I wonder what it's like when I think about um, the stories that we tell and the stories that we carry mm-hmm. on behalf of other people. Like, yeah. what does it look like to carry a story and not be out front? Right? Because I'm thinking, Man. I'm thinking, like, being in the audience. Yeah of a special moment at We Tell Stories yeah. uh, freezes you in time, yeah. right? I have this very, um, very vivid mm-hmm. memory of standing on the side. Like if you go into to Java Dave's and uh, when you walk through the front door, yep. the stage was always to the left. Yep. I remember standing by the front door mm-hmm. when Calandra sung yeah. Red Balloons. Like if I'm frozen yeah. in time, yeah. When I th- I'm frozen in time, yeah. Uh, when we do the Valentine's Day thing, uh, and Rob and Brittany are saying, yeah, like man. I'm frozen yeah. in time in, in in specific moments, yeah. and I carry it not as an MC, not yeah. as a musician, not as a vocalist or artist, but I carry it as a fan. Yeah. Like I carry that story with me, yeah. and I'll always have it, and it's the yeah. the product. Of someone on stage yeah. telling a story because Haiti created a safe spot yeah. for people to tell <laughs> stories because yeah you know it's yeah. like it's this ripple effect of storytelling yeah 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 no that's that's an interesting like I think it goes back to the analogy I was making with like we always want to make a movie our story like to rationalize our lives like yeah. in a story format our movie format but I think for us like that was you're holding on to that moment like yeah. that was a big moment for you it's like a a pivotal moment in the story of your life. Like yeah. you always want to replay that moment. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, yeah, but I, there's like you mentioned, like there's a magic in that, that I think as humans, like we want that. Like we want those mm-hmm. magic. We need those moments. Yeah. Like those are the big moments in the movie where it's just like, it's like the music is crescendoing. Like it's just like yeah. that pivotal moment. Like it's the, the midpoint of the movie. Like, I don't know. It's just, I, we we need that as humans. Like we want we want to remember those moments. And I think Hetty providing that that moment for us, like it was a safe place. Yeah. Um, it allowed people to get in our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It was a um I think when you allow that, you just see the fruit of that. When yeah. you allow people to just be free and safe, like you see the fruit of that and you, you create moments like that. Yeah. You create moments like that. And it's just like I don't know, like, I've been big on that lately. It's just, like, tapping into my just humanity, like, and just, like, these moments that we share, like, wow. with each other. Like, like those that's pivotal, like. But I think you need people operating in their individual gifts. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. like Hetty is that connector. Yeah. You are the person who is, who's good on in um, improving, like, being on stage, mm-hmm. carrying a conversation, like, that's you, music. Um, so it's just, like... We need that. Like we need each other. Like I think that's the bigger story of of We Tell Stories was the community aspect of like a lot of my friendships started at We Tell Stories. Wow. You connected with Hetty at We Tell Stories and you see yeah. the fruit of that relationship, man. But I just think when you look back on the story of your life, like that's gonna be a pivotal moment in the scene of your like that scene of We Tell Stories is gonna be pivotal in yeah. your life. Like, but yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, I talk about I've, I've been big on film here lately. Yeah, so, no, yeah. It's, it's I relate every, everything is movies. Everything's movies. Everything's movies. Well, well let's let's go to uh yeah. telling stories through the lens. How okay. about that? Let's let's All transition right. a little bit. All right. If um I, I remember uh standing and uh I was doing this event and it was probably like five hundred kids there. Yeah. And I remember being at church and this lady stood up and she was talking to me about uh what I was gonna do yeah. and she painted this very vivid picture. Mm-hmm. Um, of uh, what I would be doing in the future. And I remember, fast forward 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, I'm sitting there in this moment, right? Now, I don't know how big you all are listening about, like, um, like casting and projecting to the yeah. future. Some people call it prophecy. prophecy. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. is there a moment 
in your life <laughs> that you said, like you <laughs> saw before it happened, like, I'm going to be on stage. I'm going to be writing music. I'm going to be partnering with this person. I'm going yeah. to go to Europe. I'm going to like, have you ever <laughs> seen something and then in the moment frozen like, yo, I made that happen? Huh. Um, yeah, funny enough, it was at the, um, the premiere at um, Dead Center Festival. Okay. Um, I we had made I made the I got made a short film. Mm -hmm. We got accepted into the Dead Center Festival. What's the name of the film? Um, Lucky. Lucky. Lucky is the name of the short film. And we got into the festival, and when it played, just seeing the audience reaction, I remember um, when I was making the film, thinking about that moment mm -hmm. and saying, "Man, I can't wait till I get to that moment." Mm -hmm. And like being in that moment, it was like surreal. It's like it's really happening. Like everything that I went through to get to this point was worth it. Yeah. It's just like. Like it's a seeing the audience react to like certain things that you put in there that you want to kind of pull a reaction from and seeing mm -hmm. it work. Like yeah. it's just like I can't put a I can't describe that. Like it was just an amazing feeling. Like just seeing all that work because like it took me a year yeah to make that short film. Like wow. it took me a year like from conception to filming it to editing it mm -hmm. everything. Like so we took the long road so like to finally get to that point. Like in the back of my mind, like the festival that I wanted to get into was dead center. Like I have, like it's a local festival, and yeah. like I wanted to get into it because I grew up. Uh, I'm not grew up, but I used to live um, right down the street from it. And I used to always go to Harkins mm -hmm. where they were doing a lot of premieres for mm -hmm. dead center. I would go there late at night and watch movies after recording and stuff like that. So it's just like a full circle moment. It's like I have to get into this festival. Yeah, I want to premiere it on the screen at Harkins Theater. Yeah, and like and it happened. Wow. And while I was in the theater and seeing people laugh at certain moments, react to the ending, it was just like, wow, like this is happening. Like yeah. it's like I, not necessarily a prophecy, but it was just like I had a desire to make a short film. Mm -hmm. I had a goal. I set a goal, and to see it happening in real time, I was like, this is. I think more than anything, it encouraged me to, this is possible. Yeah. I can do this again. I did it once. Yeah. I can do this again. Yeah. And I think it encouraged me. It's just like, okay, like any idea or dream, mm -hmm. if I put the effort and the energy into it and the work into it, like I can make it happen. Make it happen. I can make it happen. Yeah. yeah I, I can, can literally write that story. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so give me three other movie-ish moments. Okay. Where like you can... Smell, taste, yeah. hear, feel. <laughs> like you can give yeah. me some more movie moments. Okay. Uh, and, and before you do that, I'll tell you a movie moment that you share with me. Okay. Uh, and I had asked you once, I said, have you ever been in awe on stage of like showing up and people singing your lyrics? And you took yeah. me to Europe. Yep. UK. Talk to me about the UK. Yeah. Bro, it's so it's tatted on my arm actually. So my apartment, apartment 63. Um, in Cedar Hill Apartments. It's on the back of my arm. I don't know if y'all can see it. But I recorded all of my music. My first six albums, I think. Yeah, my first six projects I recorded at that apartment. Wow. And it's a one-bedroom apartment. And to be overseas, <laughs> thousands of miles away from your home, mm -hmm. and people singing the lyrics, <sighs> Chill like it's just it's amazing man like it's just i think that to me was just that was a a moving moment for sure mm -hmm. but it was more than that it was just a, a, a i call them god winks wink winks from god mm. it was just like i got you yeah because like, i couldn't i couldn't have dreamed something like that like yeah. i mean you put in the work but like when you think about it like i was literally just recording this music in my room i put it on the internet and it that small act allowed me to be in a whole nother country where um what's the what's the young lady's name? She played um Shuri in Black Panther. Yeah. Um, Leticia Leticia Wright. She came to the event. And like that was just wild. It was just like because to me, I see the artists that I listen to, like they're they're bigger than life to me. Mm -hmm. And like for somebody else, I'm that person for them. Yeah. And it's like, but to me, I'm just me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm super regular, but like to somebody else, they view me in a certain aspect. And it's just like I recorded this in a one bedroom room. Like you have right. no idea. Like, but it's just like, I. It took away a lot of the smoke and mirrors of of just like the industry and just like chasing these dreams. Like it's possible. Yeah. 
it always comes back to like none of this is it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Like it can really happen. Like if you put in the work, the consistency, the perseverance, like you can really get to these points. Like yeah. it, it's doable. But like Europe was definitely one. Um just going on tour, like yeah, going on these different tours to these different cities and people knowing my music already was just I think I I don't think that'll ever get because like I'm super <laughs> I think that's what I always come back to is just like I'm a human I'm a regular human being and I record this music. These were just ideas that were in my head mm-hmm. and I put them on I put them out and people resonated with them. Yeah. And I think that's I don't know, man. It's it's hard to describe that feeling. Like it's yeah. So yeah, I, rem- man. I remember um a, uh, a pivotal moment for me as a fan. Okay. In your discography, yeah. is uh when you started rapping. Yeah. <laughs> talk to us about that, was that volume transition. Three. Yeah. Talk, talk to us about that transition. Like what so, made you like was like you know what? Let me speed this up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, a lot. Of, so the scene here, um, there's not a lot of singers that do what I do. Mm-hmm. So I was hanging out with a lot of rappers. Yeah. And just naturally, I mean, I love rap music, and I used to rap when I was younger. But when I was like 13, girls like singers. Yeah. So it was later. It was for, a rap. It was yeah. a rap after that. It was literally a rap. So, <laughs> but um, circling back, like just hanging around all them rappers, and I think the medium of rapping just allows you to expound a little bit more than singing. Like singing, like you want to have the melody, mm-hmm. you have to condense it a little bit, you don't have as many words, but what rapping allowed me to do was expound a lot more yeah. on certain ideas that I couldn't do with singing. So essentially it was just another tool that mm-hmm. I put in my tool belt. Like going back to We Tell Stories, like so um, I started filming there. Like that was just the tool that I was putting in my tool belt. Right. Um started singing there. Like, that was a tool that I was putting live performance. I was mm-hmm. sharpening that crap. That was another tool mm-hmm. that I was putting in my tool belt. So it's just like everything went back to that. But it's just like um, rapping was just another tool that I was able to put in my tool belt that yeah. allows me to express different emotions, different thoughts. Um, it all circles back to just being a creative and, like, I have all these tools now. Like, I can tell a story visually, mm-hmm. um, audibly. Like, I can do all that now. Yeah. But it, I had to create that too. I had to cultivate that tool. But um, hanging around those rappers, like they inspired me to do it. Like I, I took notes from them. They yeah. gave me pointers. Like I would send them stuff and be like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Like, but I needed that. Like right. it was also it was again a safe place mm-hmm. where I could go to my friends and be like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Because this was a this was out of my comfort zone. Right. Because I've been singing. All, everything up to this point was just singing. Right. So I was like, how's this, how are people going to receive this? But like, my friends were able to be that safe place where I would show them stuff. I could cultivate that gift before it went out to the world. So, but yeah. Now, yeah, man. So another part of your story, when we're talking about being in different places and being mm-hmm. around different people, uh, I don't know how much of this part of your story that people know, but uh, bro, you was working. Yeah. Like you had. I had a full-time job. Jo- I was in the jobs. airport. Jo- Jobs, job. You, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, while you, like, yeah. people seeing you on the internet and they yeah. hear your music, bro, you had a job. I had a career. Yeah. Like, I had jobs. Well, yeah. talk to people about the importance of not yeah. quitting your day job. So, <laughs> I think to your point, people saw only one side of it. They saw what was online. They saw mm-hmm. the the that they had that perception of it, but. That's a that's a smoking mirror. Like, there's so much behind that because like, it's incomplete. It's incomplete. It's yeah. an incomplete picture. Yeah. Because most people who are there's only a handful of people who are able to literally just make a living from their art. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only one Beyonce. Mm. There's only one like these one name people who are these mega stars. Right. Everybody else is working. Check to check, trying to make these ends meet. Yeah. But I mean, you can make a decent living. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's levels to it. So I think for me, I was at a level starting out where it did not make sense for me to quit a job yeah. and just chase music. I hadn't built up enough of a fan base mm-hmm. for it to make sense. And I think for me, wisdom said, keep working. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you have time and opportunity to still chase these other dreams, not yeah. dreams, but like to um, cultivate that that profession. But it's like, in the meantime, right. you still, and the thing was, like, me being in the Air Force, like, funded all of that. I was mm-hmm. in a better place where I didn't have to, 
um, I could say yes and no to different things based off of does this serve where I'm trying to go? Right. Or it wasn't just I wasn't desperate. Yeah. Because I had a job. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I still had funds to be able to fund my life and be able to my quality of life, but also fund what I was trying to do. Right. Like I couldn't have done that had I just tried to rely on just music. So let's let's dig a little deeper because to somebody that's listening to this mm-hmm. and they are irritated with having yeah. to go to work. In fact, yeah. they're saying working is getting in the way of me doing the thing. Like yeah. I cannot do the thing because I gotta go to I need you to talk to that person and not, <laughs> into not quitting their job for the next yeah. 60 seconds. Like, how do you encourage them to yeah. To believe in the season, to trust the process, yeah. to fund the dream, right? To yeah. not sell your soul to where you at and sell yourself short to where yeah. you wanna be. Like, how do you how do you convince them? Yeah, so I think going back to time back into movies and stuff, I think people have fallen into the narrative of the struggling artist. Mm. And you don't have to be that. Mm-hmm. You can still create good art yeah. and work a full time job. Yeah. Like, I think it's just a matter of, um, scheduling, like having organization, like mm-hmm. saying, all right, I'm going to allot this time, giving yourself space and time to, to create yeah. and, but still being able to do your job. Like I just, you got to work hard. It's, it's not going to be, it's harder. Yeah. It's definitely a harder route to go, but it is, it's also harder to not have money for food <laughs> and to not pay bills. Like, so I think either way you're going to have to work, right? It's going to be work either way. So I think it's more comfortable mm-hmm. working a job and also pursuing that 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 path. Yeah. Though it's not as sexy, it doesn't have mm-hmm. the same appeal, doesn't fit the narrative of the struggling artist and like I'm quitting my job and I'm chasing this dream. I'm jumping off this cliff. Yeah. Like you can jump off a cliff, but you can also jump off with a parachute. Like you don't have to just jump off. Yeah, that's a great analogy. That's a great <laughs> You don't analogy. have to just jump off. You can jump off with a parachute. There's yeah. no shame in that. So I think Getting rid of the narrative of just that struggling artist, just like I just gotta go out here and pursue my art. Like mm-hmm. you can still do that and be more productive. Yeah. When you, because I think creating art from just like when you're stressed, mm-hmm. that's not a good way to be creative. Boy. It's not a good way to be creative. It's not gonna be the best. It's not gonna be the best. You right. can create something mm-hmm. from that, but mm-hmm. it's not gonna be the best. So right. I think being in a place where you're you're not worried about your bills, where you're able to just literally just create. Yeah. Like working allows you that opportunity to do that. Like, so yeah. we, we have, I mean, um, a lot of people that are looking at you yeah. and they are making assumptions. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> you know, they see the movies and the music. Yeah. And even if they go back to we tell stories, there are people that are seeing you on the stage yeah. and they're thinking something. Um, what what does Sean C. Johnson do Monday through Thursday yeah. when he's not on the stage, when he's not? Um, making yeah. movies when he's not producing, when he's not editing, when he's yeah. not performing. Like what? <laughs> what story would the world be surprised to read to see? I eat a lot of chicken wings. A lot of chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> I keep Wingstop in business. No. Um, <laughs> what's, I actually, what's, I, what's your favorite favorite? Your lim- favorite favorite flavor? Fla- lemon pepper. Easy. Lemon pepper. Easy. Yeah. Lemon nobody's pepper. touching Wingstop lemon pepper. Really? It's not even a contest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. A lot of people would be surprised. I have a degree in elementary education. Like what? I have a whole degree that's sitting on my wall. Um, but I work with a nonprofit. I work with a nonprofit called Youth for Christ. Okay. Um, I've been with them twelve years. It'll be mm. tw- this is my twelfth year now working with them. So even like behind the scenes of doing music, while technically I'm doing music full time, mm-hmm. I was still supplementing my income doing something else. Like, right. I was either doing that or um, freelance, Mm -hmm. doing editing again. All the tools that I was putting in my tool belt over the years, which started at WeTail, that created um, streams for me. Like multiple streams. Multiple streams. Yeah. So it's just like, I think that's that would that's what would surprise people. Like I still have a job. Like Mm -hmm. I still, though it's like part time. Is it's there's some flexibility. Like there's still my my. My income is being supplemented right. in other ways. It's not just music. And right. I think there's wisdom in that, not putting your eggs all in one basket and just saying, hey, because the pandemic happened mm-hmm. and there were no shows. Mm. Like people were still streaming, like, and that's consistent, but that's not gonna make up that gap right. that was left when shows shut down. Right. But I was able to stay afloat because I had other streams. And I think just that's just wisdom. It's just yeah. like, listen, there's no shame in having multiple streams. Like, 
this is these are the tools that I have. Why would I not use them right. to provide for myself? Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, so with that in mind, like you talk about uh, having another job working mm-hmm. you for Christ, that being another chapter page of your story. Yeah. We're telling stories here. What are some of the most impactful stories you've yeah. heard, seen, experienced working uh, with you for Christ? Wow. Um, so the most impactful moments are when kids that we mentored or that were a part of our program come back and work with the program. Mm. Like, we are duplicating ourselves now. We're at, I've been at, like I said, it's 12 years now. I'm at that stage now where these people are coming back. Now. Yeah. We're starting to see the fruits. You're all graduating there. kids. We're graduating kids. Coming back. <laughs> and they're coming back and they're actually You're the working old head now. I'm the You're old person. <laughs> I'm the old person now. Uh. But it's like, I think that's the best part is like, you're seeing the fruits of all those years of labor coming mm-hmm. back now. And like people you poured into, yeah. they're coming back and pouring into the same kids that wow. you're pouring into now. So like that to me is honestly the biggest wow moment. Like those are the moments you look back on and be like, man, yeah. yeah, man. You know, I feel like uh, you're uh, pretty um, observant yeah. um, when it comes to capturing a story. Yeah. Right? Once you're, you become a storyteller, everything's a story. Mm-hmm. Once you become a writer, everything's yeah. a chapter. Oh, for right? sure. Right? Once yeah. you become a rapper or a songwriter, everything's a lyric, everything's yeah. a bar, right? Yeah. Uh, where do you get your most random inspiration from? Like, where <laughs> do you, like, what's some random things that you like? Because, so I was talking to, um, yeah. I was talking to, to Marcus okay. uh, Jackson Cadence yep. for you all that, that may uh, know Dot Daily, yeah, um, Eastside Drummer. Eastside Drummer. Uh, I was asking him about growing up as a musician, yeah. and he was like easily distracted. Oh, like sure. everything pulls my attention. He was like, yeah. I could be in class in the tick yeah. of a clock, or I could be sitting at a railroad station yeah. and then a ding, ding, ding. Yeah. He was like getting out of the car and hearing yeah. like the belt buckle or yep. my keys. Like he was like hearing a sound like. Cool story. I don't know if you remember J.R. Cross. Yes. So like there was one time we were at We Tell Stories mm-hmm. and the train, remember the train used to pass by there. Um, it haunts. And he was like, that's an E flat. I no said, way. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> it was just random. I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, that sound, that's an E flat. That's tuned to an E flat. I said, bro, you different. That's crazy. You different, bro. Yeah, what about but you? No, random random, random source of inspiration. Um, people are my most um, random source of inspiration, honestly. Yeah. Like, especially when it comes to stories, like, or just my life in general. Like, there's in my phone, I literally have like just a tab or like a little note where it's like, if something random happens to me, I write it down. Yeah, because like, I feel like those make the best stories because like, it happened. <laughs> like, right, it was a real thing that happened to me, and it's like my life is just full of just random moments. Like, and it's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna write that down. What yeah. What is a, a surprising lyric that you think people would be shocked about that it had what source it came from? Um, not just the lyric, a whole album. Um, days like this. Um, there's a. <laughs> There's a song on there, Obey. The sample came from um, Boondocks. Boondocks? Boondocks. Regina King Boondocks? Regina King Boondocks, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, like the whole sample on there. And then like the whole theme for the album came from like a TV show. Because if you look at the album, the album cover, it's basically like a Netflix deal. Like, so like it came from just like Netflix, like just watching movies, like binging movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah. From anywhere. Yeah, from anywhere. Uh, okay, so if, um, here's the go, inspiration. We're going to create a mm-hmm. live inspiration moment. Okay. If you uh, had to tell a story about your life yeah. um, from the perspective of a shoe, <laughs> which shoe would it be? Because I know you're a shoe connoisseur, yeah, yeah, yeah. aficionado. <laughs> uh, it would probably be an Air Force One. Air Force not, One? Sorry, not Air Force One, Jordan, Jordan One. It'd be a Jordan 1. Why Jordan Jordan 1? That's my favorite shoe. Favorite shoe. My favorite Jordan. And it's my favorite Jordan. And I think it just, it's a classic. It goes with everything. I feel like for me, um, we good? Okay, we good. (laughs) I think for me that um, that fits me because like I'm, I grew up an army brat. Okay. So I could go, I, I can fit into any environment. Mm-hmm. Like I can just, I've learned to just over the years kind of fit into any environment. And I think that's what the Jordan 1 is. Like you can dress it up, dress it down, and you can just, it's just a classic shoe. So yeah. yeah. If, if Sean C. Johnson mm-hmm. was a color. Okay. A color. 
Okay. You tell, tell a story. Uh, okay. an, an example would be um, pink. Okay. Um, is my favorite color. Is that really your favorite? Color? Um, no, I'm okay. just the song. talking the lyrics. <laughs> Abadi, Abada, I'm blue. Abadi, Abada, right? And we were all yellow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roxanne. <laughs> was it turn off the red light? What yeah. was it? Yeah. If if you had if to tell your story. Through. Or through a color. I'm blickety black and I'm black, y'all. I'm black. <laughs> like, if you had to, what color and why? Probably um, green. Mm. But, like, that, well, that's a kind of a green. That's kind of it's a. like a sage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, like a little bit darker than that. Like a brownie green, okay. What's the color I'm looking for? Not a forest green. It's, it's a, like an emerald. It's like a, yeah. But green, like that type okay. of green, I think. What's the story behind that green, that kind of color? What's my favorite color? And then um, I like earth tones. Mm. I like earth tones. And I think it just fits my vibe, honestly. Okay. Like that whole earthy. Yeah, I think it just fits my vibe. Yeah. Just grooted, it, grooted, it, ground it, root it. Ground it. it. <laughs> well, no, I think I when I think of my life, like I, I just, it feels. I know that color just like those color, those warm, warm colors. Like, mm-hmm. like, cause I had a, I had a really dope childhood. Like, I had, a, I remember that distinctly. Like, just growing up different places, seeing the world. Right. Like, the world was my backyard. Like, I remember it, it was. When I think of my childhood, it's very warm, earth tone colors. Like, just comfortable. Yeah. Just feels comfortable. Yeah. yeah that's why I would pick that color. Okay, so, last one. Go for last it. Last one. If Shauncee Johnson yep. was a food, not chicken wing. How would you tell your your life story <laughs> through a food or a meal? Um, it would probably be um, fried rice, but not just any fried rice. Specifically, St. Louis fried rice mm. combination. St. Louis combination fried rice. Like three combinations, two combinations? Like, so it would be pork, chicken, shrimp. Okay. Pork, chicken, shrimp. Yeah, combination fried rice. And this is why. Like, so... Again, we were in the Air Force. Our army, my dad was in the army. We moved around a lot. So... Whenever we would move to a different city, the first meal we would always eat in a new city was like Chinese food, was wow. fried rice. So like that's it just always attached to these different moments yeah. in my life. Like you were sitting by the stage watching mm-hmm. Calandra sing. Like mm-hmm. I I remember going to the restaurant. Like those are some of my fondest memories, like of just sitting with the family in a house with all these boxes. Yeah. With like Chinese food, these Chinese Box these yeah, boxes with the, the fried rice, with the, the little, like yeah. the little white box, uh-huh. yeah, with the, the the fried rice in there and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I'd probably be combination fried rice. Yeah. yeah. And St. Louis is the only rice that I found that tastes like the rice I used to eat, eat when I was young. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't find it anywhere else. Yeah. It's only in St. Louis. Yeah. They have the best fried rice. Um, yeah. you are probably uh one of the more traveled people for sure that I know. Uh if we're trying to paint a story of the world in America, what's something that you would share with somebody that's mm. not as traveled as you are? If, if you're trying to paint yeah. this picture, if you're trying to write this story, and yeah. people are saying, I don't know, I don't want to travel. Like, I'm afraid to travel. I travel, travel, travel. Like, what could you tell people to encourage them to get outside? I think you have to get outside of your um, comfort zone. You have to see that the world is bigger than just your community. Because mm-hmm. I think it gives you empathy. It gives you empathy. Yeah. Um, when you're able to see different cultures, you're able to see that just because you live your life a certain way doesn't make it the best way to live your life. Yeah. Like um, there may be moral things that are, you know, of course, that are universal, but I think just how you live your day to day life, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to look like it looks here in America. Mm. It doesn't have to look like it looks somewhere else. But like I think you can build a life um, and build a culture and build a community um, that doesn't have to look like anywhere else. Like, yeah. I, but, but what that does, like I said, it gives you empathy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but I think you need that. You have to be able to see people who don't look like you, mm-hmm. who don't um, come from the same background as you. Like that, that's important. Yeah. Like you have, because if all you have is just you become a, a, a just sound just bouncing off the wall, like a bounce of a closed room. Like it's just a. That's an echo chamber. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Like, you have to have people who have a different perspective than you. Like, but getting outside of your comfort zone is the only way you can do that. Yeah. yeah. You got to go see the world. Yeah. You got to so, go see it. 
Sharon C. Johnson traveled, yep. author, director, writer, producer, engineer, editor. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of dashes, man. People might look at you and see that you've arrived, <laughs> that you've arrived, and <laughs> anybody uh, who's arrived know they will yeah. never arrive, right? That's the, the, the story. That's the theme. If you... If you make a lot of money, you know people who make more money than you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? There's you, always levels. There's yeah, always another level to get. Always yeah. another level. So yeah. I'm sure that you've had to learn how to go with the flow, how to be flexible, but also uh, be firm and kick doors open. Yeah. Well, somebody's listening right now, right? Yeah. They are in the process of writing their story. Yeah. They're in the process of creating this book and this life that they want to look back and be proud of. Yeah. How can you explain the balance between going with the flow and being yeah. flexible and being a bull and just kicking doors open and forcing <laughs> your way into places? Um, the best way I can put that is a small step is still progress. Mm. And if all you did today was just make a step in that direction, mm -hmm. that's progress. Um, don't try to rush it because here's all you have is right now. Like, Literally, like wow. the moment, <laughs> all we have, so all there is, is literally right now. Like, yeah. We can stress out about the future or we can worry about or regret about the past, but like literally all we have mm -hmm. is right now. So like do the work each day to just move an inch forward. Because like if you look back, if you do an inch each each day, you can look back over a year, you've made a lot of progress. Yeah. Like, so I just think every day, just try to do something. Don't try to, um, <laughs> my <laughs> shit. My girlfriend hates when I use this analogy, but um, how do you eat a cow? Or how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. Yeah. Like, it's this big thing, mm -hmm. but like, just don't try to eat the whole elephant yeah. at once. Like, just one bite at a time. Man. Yeah. How do you eat a piece of cake? Just one bite, one at, bite time. at a time. One bite at a time. So with that in mind, the only thing that we have is the moment yeah. you know, that we have right now. Mm -hmm. uh, what stories are you writing in this moment? What you got going on, man? What you got coming up? So we got the online premiere of Lucky. Like okay. The festival circuit is ending. We have another one in October, but I wanted to release it before then. Um, so August 26th. We have an online premiere for Lucky. I'm super excited about that. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, grab your popcorn. It's yep. only it's only 16 minutes. So I don't want to take your whole evening, but mm -hmm. I just need that portion of your evening. Um, but outside of, outside of that, um, more music is coming. I'm also dropping a single that day mm. um, that's in relation to the film, original music from the film. And hopefully right now, I hope the reception is that people want to see more of the story. I was going to ask you about that. So I think I'm, yeah. I'm I want to turn it into a series. Like I'm I'm kind of planning that already. Like I'm yeah. brainstorming ideas for the to just flesh out the story a little bit more. So yeah. Now for the for the the, the old school the mm -hmm. OG Sean C Johnson. Yeah man, fans, this isn't your first one. <laughs> this is not. This so is pe not people the first think this one. is your first one. This is not the first one. Right. Yeah. What What do you tell people who feel like you just popped up and had all this success? Like. <sighs> Well, this is your first, you know what I'm saying? This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it started again, started back at We Tell Story. That tool that I put when I was just filming, because I think for us, I just wanted to find a better way to, because at one point it got to the point where I was helping Hetty like um, put on the events. Mm -hmm. I was like, how can we best showcase what we're doing here? It's like, okay, I need to buy a camera. Yeah. So I just brought a camera mm -hmm. and I started just setting it up. It was just literally just one shot, yeah. <laughs> one view the whole night. But like, that was the start of it. Mm -hmm. And it gave me a tool where I was able to kind of go out and start filming my own things. Yeah. And from there, I started filming my own videos. Yeah. And then from there, I got the bug. It's like, I want to do a web series. Yeah. Like, web series, actually, the the inspiration was Issa Rae. Like, she had yeah. Misadventures of an Aqua Black Girl. Like, mm -hmm. I saw that. I was like, I want to try this. Now, that's old school fans. That's old school. They yeah. know it is <laughs> insecure. insecure. It morphed into insecure, but yeah. it started as the, I think, Misadventures of an Aqua, uh -huh. Black, Aqua Girl. Black Girl. Mm -hmm. Of an Aqua Black Girl. But I saw that, and I was like, I want to make a web series. Yeah. And I started that, and granted, looking back on it, I could see ways that I could change it, mm -hmm. but at the time, like that's I worked with what I had. Like, right. I used the tools that I had. I used the people that I had. You, yeah. You, you guest starred in a couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. Um. But like that was the breeding ground. That was the starting point. And that was seven, eight years ago. Wow. It was a while. Yeah. It was a while ago. But like I still use some of the same people from that. December, who was in the series, is yeah. actually in my short film. Yeah. But one of the things I actually learned from Issa too, like networking laterally. 
Mm. I think we always try to go vertically yeah. to try to move up. But yeah. it's just like, no, like network laterally. So that way when you move up, yeah. we're all moving up together. And like, and by the time you are, because everything just cycles through. Like, eventually you're going to be that person that's mm-hmm. the OG. Like, I'm the old head. You <laughs> are the old head Like, now. But like, I network laterally and like, everybody's at that level. Like, Hetty, you, like, these are the people who I network with laterally. Like, now we're at that same level. I could go to you guys and yeah. ask for these certain things. But like... I had to network laterally. I had to build that foundation and move up together. So. Right. But yeah, man. But yeah, well, man, we're ending our, our time. Yeah, man. Um, I don't want to have the last word. I definitely want you to have the last word yeah, for our, in, our inaugural We Tell Stories yeah. podcast. Man, I want you to look right into this camera. Yeah. And I want you to, to use this book analogy of writing yeah. these stories and telling these stories. You yeah. got somebody out there right now, man, that's yeah. listening to this. And they need that extra yeah. push, right? One okay. of the, the best things that uh, I've ever heard Haiti say to me is that, like, you author your story. Like, you literally can write it, right? Yeah. You can make moments happen. Like, when Facts. you see moments on social media, like, you can make moments. In yeah. fact... That stuff uh, just don't happen by chance. Yeah. You intentional sometimes. I, yeah. I was at the Martin Luther King Parade, and, um, and I gave away 500 hugs wow. at the Martin Luther King Parade. This is pre-COVID, by the way. Uh, but like, uh, and, and writing a book, right? I've yeah. written two books. Um, I've jumped out and started my own business yeah, and it all, is, it all starts with Hetty saying, well, what do you want that to look like? Right? Um, like, do you want, do you, can you see yourself being an author? Well, before you write a book, you need to see yourself being an author, right? Before yeah, you being man. a business owner, like, can you see yourself being a business owner? Do you know what it's going to take? Yeah. Well, let me hook you up with these people that are business owners so you can see what it looks like. Yeah. And so we got people that don't even know what it looked like, man. They're looking at you and they're like, man, yeah. the stars aligned. And, you know, he just walked through all these open nah. doors. But, nah. in fact, you <laughs> you put pen to paper and yeah. you actually begin writing your story. Just talk to somebody real quick that's kind of so, struggling with writing a story. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, right into that camera. That one right there. This is my mark. Um... I'll give you the recipe, and it's it's anybody who's been successful in anything, these three things have always been a part of, of whatever they're doing. It's hard work, it's consistency, it's perseverance. Hmm. Um, whatever story you're writing, you have to include that in it because it's just not going to happen by chance. Like You have to be intentional about certain things. You have to work hard. You have to be consistent. You have to persevere. You can literally apply that to anything in your life you're going to see some fruit from that. But that's if you don't have that as a tool that you're using to write your story, it's just a dream at that point. Like At some point, you do have to put the work in. You have to be consistent in doing the work, and you have to persevere. There's going to be moments where you're going to be um, disillusioned. You're going to be disappointed. Things are not always going to work out. You're going to be the setbacks. You got to push through that, and you have to be consistent. I think... It wasn't that I was just talented. I'm more talented than anybody else. I just didn't stop. Mm. (laughs) I just kept going. Like I just tried to perfect my craft. I worked at my craft. I was consistent in trying to put out content and music. And I persevered. Like everything didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but like I didn't stop. I didn't stop. So I think as you're writing your story, make sure you have those tools in your tool belt. Like that hard work, that consistency. And their perseverance. So. Sean C. Johnson, folks, yes, for the inaugural We Tell Stories podcast here in Guthrie America Studios, hosted by Hetty Coleman. Thank yeah. you all so much for joining in. If you took away anything, hard work, perseverance, make sure you stay in there, yeah. be consistent, and your story will evolve. Yeah. We'll continue to have guests come back that are part of the We Tell Stories history and culture. Uh, we're going to have multiple people. You're going to enjoy it. Please come back, share, like, subscribe, wherever it is. Make sure yeah. people know. And then don't forget, to tell your story. We tell stories out. Peace.